This week on the podcast, Chris is back and we talk Marbula E, Formula E Race From Home Challenge and we have some news on New York and the UK double headers. Now you can listen to a promo from Joshua at Sportaholic Podcast before the intro. And now, enjoy the show. Hi, friend of the show, writer and podcaster Joshua Kerr here. My podcast, Sportaholic, mainly focuses on F1, but other sports will feature as well. Currently, in the absence of live sport, I've been talking about plans to start the 2020 Formula 1 season, as well as going through the archives. When we're back to normal, expect previews and reviews of every Grand Prix, and chat that accompanies my articles on theraw.com.au. New episodes come out on Wednesdays, wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello and welcome to Regen, the e-racing podcast. I'm your host Dino, and may the 4th be with you all. With me this week, Chris is back. Yep, he's been on hiatus for a couple of weeks um, and couldn't join us, but he is back in the building, uh, the virtual building that is. Hello, Chris. Hello, it's it's good to be back. Happy May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Yeah, it's nice. It, it feels right to be in front of a microphone. That's good. And looking at a screen, it feels great. <laughs> yeah. It feels really good. <laughs> it feels right yeah. to be in front of a microphone. Yep, absolutely. We, lo- we yeah. love podcasting. Yeah. Okay, we'll get straight into the media of the week. Chris, what is your media of the week for us? So my media of the week is a TV program called Gangs of London. And I mean, this thing is brilliant. Um, it's essentially The Godfather but based at Spitalfields Market, and it's it's so good. It's about this um, family, uh, Irish family, in London, and they essentially own London. They run London. They are London. And the head of the family gets murdered, and the show is about them trying to find out who murdered the head of the family and, you know, seeking revenge and it's absolutely brilliant. And if you get the chance to watch it, watch it, because it is mega. It's nine parts, uh, only one series so far. Um, it's very violent, so if you've got a bit of a, a dicky tummy, you know, just <laughs> be careful watching it, but oh, it's worth it. It's it's a very good show. The storyline is fantastic, and you're on the edge of your seat in almost every episode watching this thing. It is brilliant. It really is good. Um, I shall find out where to watch it. I think it's on Sky and somewhere in America at the moment. Um, so yeah, check it out if you get the chance. It's brilliant. So Very good. Worth a shot. It sounds very interesting. So. It's great. Um, I have been watching Mr. Who's the Boss and a lot of his smartphone okay. things um, because I'm sort of interested in smartphones and bits and pieces and um yeah i'm always always looking for a new one um i was actually really excited the other day because i have a mid i have a mid-range smartphone it's the uh huawei y9 prime try saying that yes. quickly three times craw um <laughs> and it it got android 10 so i was like yes Beautiful. Oh, that's good. Finally, finally. So 
I was very excited. But yes, I've been watching his YouTube a little bit, so go and check that out. Okay, into some news, uh, and uh, a bit of a bit of a sad story, unfortunately, to start us off. The New York Epre and London Excel Centre have both been cancelled. Uh, this one via Autosport. The London Docklands venue has been repurposed into the temporary Nightingale Hospital, uh, and you'll know that if you live in the UK, uh, to provide 4,000 extra beds and assist the NHS uh, response to the COVID-19 pandemic. So uh, there was a delay uh, to find an alternative venue uh, for uh, especially uh, the XL race, but the championship has now confirmed that the event will be cancelled and not just delayed. Uh, so yeah, there's there's quite a bit of um, exposition there. Um, it's it's going to be interesting um, to see. It hasn't been a hundred percent confirmed. I don't think that New York on the eleventh of July has been cancelled, um, but Autosports understands that it is as the Brooklyn site was also transformed into a temporary coronavirus care facility. Going to be interesting to see what happens for the end of this season, Chris. Yeah, precisely. I mean, I, I'm not really surprised that London has been cancelled, because it is a temporary hospital now. And according to reports, the Brooklyn Cruise Terminal, I think it is, is also uh, a temporary field hospital, as you've said. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if New York is cancelled as well. But this means that, well, we don't have any races left scheduled this year. Uh, every race that was due to conclude Season 6 has been cancelled or postponed. So it does place Formula E in a bit of a precarious position at the moment. Uh, but obviously safety is paramount, as always. And I think they are investigating the op- options of hosting three to four race weekends uh, in the late summer, so um, back end of July, August or September, but I believe September is their cut-off. So that will be interesting, and obviously that would be away from city centres and also behind closed doors. So something very different for Formula E. Um her Do- um, where is it? Donington Park get mentioned. Um, Brands Hatch has been touched on. Silverstone, and there's still apparently a possibility of racing in Seoul in South Korea. So, how about that? Um, yeah, it's 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 an interesting situation that Formula E is in at the moment, uh, and it does place very big questions about season six, doesn't it? It does. It does. Um... There was a, a thing just at the end of this article. Uh, the capital city, Seoul, was due to stage the Epre 3rd of May, so yesterday, uh, before it was officially postponed. However, the country has reported fewer than 250 coronavirus-caused deaths. Um, you know, just 250. Mm. Um, uh, yeah. a, a sad state of affairs, and I do wonder if that actually will go ahead also. Yeah, I think it would be. I think Seoul is certainly an option, but if I, in in my eyes, if coronavirus is still rampant and running wild, and is still you know a thing in a certain country, I don't think it's worth the risk of actually going there. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, it's such a delicate situation, and I think we all have to be very responsible right now with what we want and what we what we do do, and. Yeah, if Formula E does decide to do something 
it has to be able to quickly accept responsibilities and be able to accept headlines like that transpired in Formula Eight, Formula One in Australia. So we shall no see. No one wants that. <laughs> yeah, no one wants no. that. No one wants that. No, Jamie will. Um, so. I'm sure try and try and keep it its nose clean. Um, and it's been proactive so far. So let's hope that continues. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, fingers crossed. He seems like he knows what he's doing. So. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. I think I think the series is in good hands, and hopefully, hopefully we get back racing. But mm-hmm. there was a different sort of racing, and we'll move into Marbula E. Marbula E. This was brilliant. This was the second race. Uh-huh. So, um, <laughs> Marbula E. This was the Seoul City track. Um, no addition of the attack mode this time, so no ramp. Um, which was a bit of a gimmick last time. But uh, yeah, qualifying. Dragon and Neo Marbles up there. A very different look to the real-life qualifying. Um, yes. And uh, no no track rubbering in or, or marbles offline, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I tried. <laughs> Top of the glass. I tried, I tried. Top of the glass. Yep. You're a good all-rounder. Yep. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, racing marbles <laughs> offline. Okay, cool. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully, someone got a good laugh out there. <laughs> someone has at least. Yep. Uh, um, yeah. So no track evolution on this track um, for the marbles, but uh, yeah, what did you what did you make of the qualifying? I mean, it was a surprise to see Dragon and Neo up there, wasn't it? Um, I won't lie. I'm a massive fan of uh, Marbula E. I think it's great. I think Formula E, well, Virgin Virgin Racing, have been listening to our podcast. Because if you remember, we talked about marble racing in Marbula One. <laughs> yeah, we did. And you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that there's people listening in, but pff, there are. <laughs> no, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was good. It's nice to see um, Dragon and Neo at the front of for at least something. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's good fun. I like it. I like it a lot. Yep, someone from Envision Virgin uh, must have been. Must have been uh, listening to the podcast, but unfortunately, they mm. qualified way down the order. I think in about seventh place, and yes. um, yeah, a very very disappointing for a couple of the the marbles that destroyed last race. Um, Venturi was one that uh, qualified badly. Mm-hmm. Um, Mercedes with a terrible qualifying as well. But we'll move into the race. Um, ah, before we talk about the race. There was so they had Jack Nichols alongside Greg Woods, the voice of marble racing. Uh, this was a brilliant one. I really enjoyed it. Um, before we get into the race, what did you think of the track? It obviously wasn't that true to the Soul E Pre track, but um, yeah, lots of lots of uh, places for the marbles to um, come off the come off the wall and, and get some good speed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it was a it was a nicely designed circuit. Actually, I thought the curbing was nice, uh, give it a bit of camber and uh, increase the turn in. And there were some prime spots for overtaking, but also some really prime spots for making a mistake as well. And we did see some good overtakes and some big mistakes in the race, and I thoroughly enjoyed that. And I mean, first and foremost, I only started watching marble racing when Marbula E started um, a couple of weeks ago and then did delve into Marbula 1. 
But these tracks are fantastic. You know, you think marble racing, fair enough. But the, the work that goes into them, it's brilliant. I have to say, hats off, because, oh, wow, really cool, really cool. What gets me is the commentary is as if these marbles can, can you know, <laughs> they have a mind of their own, you know. Um, yes, yeah. The, the commentary is, is the same as a Formula E driver. It is, yeah, it, uh-huh. it, you know. Love it. Love it from Jack Nichols. He's doing a great job. <laughs> it is and I think good. I, I, think I said last good. time that his resume would just be incredible by now. He's commentating on everything. <laughs> this is true, actually. He's like the go-to, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, very soon he's going to be commentating on um, what are those shows? Um, David um, Attenborough. He's going uh, <laughs> to be on Blue Planet 3. Oh my god, can you imagine? Do you imagine how cool that would be? You know, like a, a cheetah or a lioness stalking its prey, you know, sneaking up on a zebra slowly, elegantly, and it goes off on the chase and goes, and we go green in the Serengeti. It would be great. <laughs> and the lioness is closing in, but the zebra, the zebra's putting up a fight, it's kicking back. Oh my god. That's it? <sighs> the wildebeest has tried the fight. Oh wow. Yep. I love this. This is a good idea. So, I want to so, see. So, um, I'm going to get on Headliner, create this video, and send it straight to Jack Nichols uh, and the BBC <laughs> um, and have a look who creates Blue Planet and uh, the rest of those. Yeah. This is it. This is it. Done. Perfect. We'll make our millions. Well, well we won't. We're, we're, we're probably giving Jack Nichols a few extra million in his pocket. But that's okay. That's okay. Credit where it's due. We we all know where the idea came from. Yeah, like Marbula E. Like Marbula E. Okay. <laughs> like Marbula E. So the race, uh, Mahindra. They had it all to do. Came back, got the first place, um, and then threw it away on the second to last lap. I think it was. And I just mm-hmm. love the commentary that Dillbag Gill will have his, you know. He's just gonna be gonna be absolutely distraught, disappointment all round, um, and I just yeah I just love that this is commentated and and these are the actual teams. It is it is brilliant. Um, so yeah, Mahindra threw it all away in a good role for Jaguar, who I think there was a bit of banter afterwards online that um, Jaguar should be offering customer power units for marbles. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. That Jaguar marble is very mm-hmm. fast, as well as the BMW one. Mm-hmm. It was it was great. I mean, the Jag, it really shot up, didn't it? I think it was a handful of two laps to go, was it? Yeah. It it overtook like two or three marbles in one, one, one go. Like, wow. Speedy, it activated attack mode. I had fan boost. I don't know, but... Or a van boost. Yeah, well, Jaguar. Mitch boost. Yeah. Mitch or boost. Kalar boost. Um, <laughs> the, um, the Jaguar marble, if you look, it doesn't actually get up on top of those red and white curbs. It sort of rolls and re- rolls around them nicely. So it doesn't... Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it really... It might be lighter, might be heavier. I don't know what's going on with that one, but uh, yeah... 
could be interesting. It's not a virgin racing marble, is the it? The virgin racing marble is just shocking. They, yeah, it's rubbish. It, oh, last place again. Um, yeah. So I think that the no momentum. So there is something in Marbula, uh, Marbula One, where the team whose home track it is does a really, really mm-hmm. rubbish job, and I think that's just because Envision Virgin. It's their sort of idea, and, and they're the title sponsor. They're just, yeah, they're not doing well. It's a curse, isn't it? It's bound to happen. Yeah, you know, they can't go in and win it all, can no, they? No, absolutely not. Um, but uh, yeah, they're fixing their own defeat. Fixing, yeah. Um, so <laughs> Jaguar up the top, uh, second for Porsche, and a third for Mercedes. So Mercedes is on top of the team's championship. Uh, any last thoughts for Marbula E, Chris? Ah, uh, no. I just think it's great. I absolutely love it. I never thought I'd be watching marbles skating around a track and cheering on for my favourite teams. Yeah. Genuinely. Yep. Uh, it's it's fantastic. I don't know if it's a sign of how mad we've all gone in lockdown or, or how wonderful an idea this is, but it is honestly brilliant. I can't praise it enough. It's such a good idea. Such a good idea. It is, absolutely. Um, and also, there is the Marble Olympics coming up after Marbula E. So, um, <laughs> oh yeah, God. get ready for that. Uh, I was listening to a podcast. I can't remember who it was now. I will put it in the show notes if I can find it. Um, but Greg Woods was on that show, um, and he was talking a little mm-hmm. bit about what was going to happen after Marbula E. So the Marble Olympics, uh, because Tokyo is not happening, um, it's going to be the only Olympics... Um, on TV, so get on to it. I think it'll probably be on ESPN on the Ocho. So, yeah, this is it great. is brilliant. Absolutely. Is it the Marble Olympics? Marble Olympics, yep. So last year's one was um, is up there on YouTube. So, yeah, get ready. Okay. ABB Formula E Race at Home Challenge in support of UNICEF Race 2. Did you watch this one? I did. I watched on this one and reported on this one. So, yes. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, okay, so sim race, uh, a sim racer race and an actual driver's race. A few actual real drivers, uh, a lot of the reserve drivers coming in for this one, um, and notably Alex Lynn, who was in the sim racer race, mm-hmm. uh, coming home as the best real racing driver. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Good, good to see him doing well. Good to see him back. Yeah, it was great. I like Alex Lynn. Nice to see him back in something where he kind of should belong. Yes, yep. Um, firstly, yeah. what did you think of the track, the electric Docklands, uh, a made-up track? Oh, my God. <laughs> Brutal is the word. It was, it was eclectic, I think. I think that's one word for it. It was insane. I mean, the, the track was fast. 18 corners, 3.2 kilometers. So you got a lot of different challenges and also a very long track. But this thing was fast. And because it was fast, it just became a, a bit more dangerous, didn't it? And the drivers were really, really pushing the boundaries. And I think that showed in every race where we saw a car flying through the air backwards. Yeah. And what a good circuit. It was great. I have to say, how many how many corners? Like five? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it was, was it was a really I mean long sweeping right hander or was that a left I think it was a right hander probably both mm-hmm. that yeah just 
incredible. Um, some great overtaking. Quite hard to overtake, even though there was high speed, um, mm-hmm. because power usage um, and regen, not a thing in this. What did you think of uh, Stoffel's start uh, <laughs> at the first sort of chicane thing? Unlucky or just, you know, yeah, um, mistake? I don't know. I don't know if it's a mistake or if it's just him, but I think it's just him because he has a total inability to start from pole position. It's incredible. In race one, he's on pole. He's leading the race. Crashes in turn three on lap three. Fair enough. In this race, he starts on pole. Just 800s ahead of Gunther. Fair enough. Has a bad start. Is almost passed by Gunther and Lotterer. Holds the lead into turn one. Crashes. Yeah. And then in the virtual Grand Prix in Brazil, gets pole position. And crashes immediately. So, I mean, I, I, I won't lie. I actually laughed. Um, I thought it was hilarious because it's the classic phrase, isn't it? The race isn't won in turn one, but it can be lost. Absolutely can be. Yeah. Stop a Van Dorn in the wall. In an actual Formula E car, I'm sure it's a little bit different and this wouldn't be happening. Yes. Um, I'm sure that, uh, well... The electric Docklands is, it's not uh, probably built for the Gen 2 car. If I'm, if I'm no. sort of in the right ballpark, they would be too fast. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, mean, yeah. yeah. Um, so this sort of gifted Maximilian Gunter a massive lead at the start, and uh, Pascal Verlein had to hunt him down um, and couldn't mm-hmm. quite do it, uh, making a mistake. Maximilian Gunter. Um, just lap after lap, just consistently. He's not the fastest, but uh, a consistent, mm-hmm. consistent drive. That's that's the only word for it, really. Just banging out those laps. Mm-hmm. That that's the thing. I mean, Gunther has been he's been incredible at the start of the season, and th- this race at home challenge is essentially between two drivers. It's Gunther versus Van Dorn, from what we've seen. But Gunther has just kept his nose clean and just keeps pulling out the performances. And Stoffel is fast. He's arguably faster than Gunther. I think he is, yeah. But, yeah, and the small mistakes he's making are so costly. But even then, his drive in race two should be admired because he crashed, had very heavy damage, and still managed to come home in fifth place. And, I mean, that's a testament to his speed, I think. Yeah. Uh, but, oh. Yeah, I, I want to see Van Dorn do well, so we actually have a proper fight at the front. And it was nice to see Verline up there, but I mean, he too threw it away, didn't he? Yeah, unfortunately, Verline is quick as well. Uh, he's very, very good. <laughs> yeah. Very, very good. Uh, yeah, Verline is yeah. good. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Can Verline win a race? Uh, this There should be another seven uh, for the series, but at the moment, Gunther yeah. is, this is his third win in a row. Um, considering he won the practice race. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robin Freins coming home in second. There's no way I would have thought of that outcome. Uh, and Nico Muller. No. Nico Muller getting a podium. That's great to see. Uh-huh, it is. It was, a, it was a good drive from Muller. Started ninth and just kept his nose clean, really. Kept it clean, kept it on the, on the tarmac, on the concrete stuff, and kept it at the wall, most importantly, and did get a podium from it. Yeah. And as for Freins, I mean, he might not be the fastest guy in the circuit, but he just kept it clean, kept it on the road, and podium. 
he finds himself second in the championship, I believe. So yeah, that's incredible too. Um, yeah. This is going the way of the in real life Formula E, where anyone can win. Um, but Gunther's got that at the moment. Um, anyone can come mm-hmm. second, and um, yeah, it's it's all to play for. Yeah, it is. It's it's enjoyable, and I, I like the race format as well because it really does breed when people aren't crashing. It really does breed an exciting uh, environment for competition, and I think it works well. I think it works really well. Yeah, I when they aren't crashing, because I don't think we saw an elimination for how no. many laps? Man. I've got no idea, but every lap, cars were crashing, and you might... My favourite one was um, Eduardo Mortara, uh, started in 10th place, um, dropped to 20th because he spun in the first corner because of Van Dorn's accident, and then fought, him, fought his way back up to the battle for 10th, dueling against Collado, and then the next time we see him, he's flying upside down on the track. Yeah. It was, you know, it is that unpredictable. You know, it is. it was a true race of attrition. It was. It was quite simply about keeping it in between the walls. Yep. And that made it quite exciting, actually. It was just who would blink first kind of thing. And I really enjoyed that. It was really cool to see with all of the drivers, because the when they've got their helmet on, you, you know, you can't see their facial expressions. Um, but in this, mm-hmm. you could visibly see Maximilian Gunter getting stressed, the breathing getting heavier yes. um, when he was being hunted down by Verline. And I just think that adds something extra to it. Um, so yeah, go and watch that if you haven't seen it. It's just a little bit of, okay, these guys aren't machines, you know. The, you know, they, they would be mm-hmm. exactly the same as you and I in that situation, just stressed as anything, trying to stay ahead of Verline. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great, and it was, yeah, it was great to see because Gunther at the start looked quite calm and calculated and just, just cool, but as soon as Pascal Verline closed in. The sweat. He was red in the face. He was. He just looked a bit shaky, didn't he? A bit on edge. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. I really did. I think it's great. Yes, but uh, he 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 pulled it off um, and kept it clean. Just just quickly, Maximilian Gunter. How how happy will BMW be right now? Just the. I think they'll be over the, the marketing, the you know <laughs> the trophies. Um, just mm-hmm. yeah. Every, everything from everything from Gunther at the moment. Well, the thing is with Max Gunther, he's been he's proven his worth this season, hasn't he? Yeah. And he made his debut last year with Dragon, and we know how that went. Dragon were Dragon. They got Felipe Nazar in. That was a disaster. They really screwed him over. And then he got this is his well, arguably his first full season in Formula E um, without cancellations, but it is. And he got this opportunity from BMW, which is honestly quite honestly a dream drive. It is. He's a German driver, driving for a German German factory team, factory position, great. And to achieve what he's achieved this year, um, you know, he kind of got a podium in Diria, didn't though because of a penalty. He won in Santiago. And he had that stellar drive in Marrakesh as well. And... For a driver who's 22 years old, he's the youngest driver on the grid. The maturity he's shown and the responsibility he's taken is incredible. 
it's honestly incredible. And he's really showcased his class this year. And I don't think many of us initially expected it. We thought, oh, Max Gunther, second season in Formula E, a lot of responsibility. How will he do? Will he be all right? Probably mid-table. But good grief. Every every race, he goes from strength to strength. And it's honestly a delight to watch. And oh, the, the, the confidence behind the wheel, the calculatedness, the precision. Oh, good grief. I think he's great. I honestly think he's a champion in waiting. Without a doubt. Really? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Gunther will win a title in Formula E, definitely. Wow. Okay, you heard it here first, everyone. In my opinion. In my opinion. I asked uh, Joshua a couple of episodes ago who he thought would win this year. Um, it looks like we're getting three races. I don't think mm-hmm. that's enough for Vern to come back. But no. is De Costa going to hang on? <laughs> Ooh. No, he's not. Oh. Is it going to be Mitch and Jaguar? Mitch Evans. Mitch oh. Evans, yeah, I'm telling you. That Jag, you know, I said it in September, I think, and I've got to continue backing it. <laughs> that Jag will come true, and I'm, I I honestly think Mitch will win it. I really do. Nice, nice. I really do. Yep. I will be a very proud Kiwi if that is the case. <laughs> Brendan Hartley in second. Brendan Hartley in second. <laughs> well, he's got a lot of work to do. Yeah, he has. He's has got a lot of work. To, Dragon have a lot of work to do. Let's say. Yeah. Um, I just had something pop up on E Formal De Scuderia E. Is this a thing? Apparently, um, I haven't really read into it, but yeah, there's there's an Italian Formula E team. Uh, well. I say Formula E team, it isn't. Um, an Italian outfit who want to enter Formula E, from what I understand, with Pirelli tyres, because uh, everyone seems to be going on about it on Twitter. Um, and, yeah, they apparently want to go into Formula E, but Formula E has this policy, it's a rule, where it can only have 12 teams and 24 drivers. The grid, the grid can't get any bigger. Uh, so if Scuderia... E team want to enter Formula E, they would have to take over another team or go into partnership with them. And that would most likely be with Neo, who are on a route of self-destruction apparently, and Dragon. Um, so yeah, that's all I know. That's what it looks like. But it would be very interesting. Mm. I think it's... you know I'm having flashback, flashbacks to Truly in uh, Season 1. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'll keep up with with that news. It's a bit of a a bit of an outside shot, I would say, but uh, you never know. Yeah, it it is an outside option. I think, especially because they're a privateer team, they're not a manufacturer. Yeah, we'll see. I think if the if you could honestly add another team to the grid, yeah, fine, but. Where would they go into? Do you mean which team would they take over? I think Neo would be the most likely one. But even then. Oh, actually, I need to do one thing. A shout out to Oliver Turvey. Because Oliver Turvey's a great driver. And in real life, he's constantly at the back because his car is a dog. Uh, <laughs> quite we honestly. That, yeah. yeah, but he's continually rated as the sport's most underrated driver. 
I don't know if you've been following this, but Sam Smith from The Race has been uh, ranking Formula E's drivers to date, like every single Formula E driver from day one. And he ranked Oliver Turvey as ninth. And for a driver who hasn't hasn't, hasn't won a race, because he's always had a bad car, um, it's very high praise indeed. And it just, just goes to show how good Turvey is. And he's really showed his class in the sim racing as well. You know, it's back, back, back-to-back points finishes. And I would just like to um, give a shout-out, really, to the man from Cumbria who was born on April 1st. So, yeah, Oliver Turvey, there you go. Just just thought I'd mention that. Very talented guy, so yeah. Yep. Um, shout-out also to Tom Dillman. Uh, he's, uh, I can't remember, he won something. He won some sim racing event. Um, yep. He's awesome. Uh, hopefully we find him back in Formula E very shortly. I hope so. Yeah. Um, anything else, Chris? Um, hmm. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you once again to Huzu Graphics uh, for doing the amazing episode artwork. His link is in the show notes. Uh, you can chat to us over the over the webs. The eWebs, uh, Regen Racing on Twitter, at Regen E Racing Pod on Instagram, and of course our website is www.regenracingpodcast.com. We can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts, and thank you for continuing to do so. We appreciate the time you take to uh, listen to us. If you want to have a chat to us also, hello at regenracingpodcast.com. Um, yeah, it'd be great to hear from you. Also, a quick shout out. Uh, I got something through on Instagram from Andrew underscore A516. Hi, guys. Just wanted to say how much I enjoy listening to your podcast. It is the most in depth Formula E podcast. Keep it up. So, thank you very oh. much. Thank you, Andrew. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. And with that, uh, we're done. Have a good week, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye for now. Bye bye. Double, 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 triple W dot regenracingpodcast dot com. I was trying to be cool there and failed. <laughs>